let's go ahead and do a roll call. Chair Costello. Here. Vice Chair Kalarski. Here. Commissioner Stone. Here. Commissioner Frazier. Here. Commissioner Kirk. Here. Commissioner Mujica. Present. Commissioner Lee. Here. Mr. Chair, we have a quorum. Very good. If you'll join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. We're going to move into our first public comment period. We will have two public comment periods. Um, so feel free if you would like to uh, address the board members. Um, anybody would like to speak, now would be the time to do so. Seeing no one for public comment, we will close the public hearing. Good evening, Mr. Chairman and members of the commission. The next item on the agenda is approval of the agenda after any additions, holds, or deletions. At this time, staff requests the following. Hold to the March 5th, 2024 Planning Commission meeting per the applicant. Item number 31, UC 230858. And item number 32, UC 23-0895. Hold to the March 19th, 2024 Planning Commission meeting and the April 17th, 2024 Board of County Commissioners meeting per the applicant. Number 41, PA 23-7039. Number 42, ZC 23-0767. And number 43, VS 23-0768. Hold to the April 2nd, 2024 Planning Commission meeting. Item number 40, WS 230290. Hold to the April 16th, 2024 Planning Commission meeting and the May 22nd, 2024 Board of County Commissioners meeting per the applicant. Item number 27, PA 237047. Number 28, ZC 230832. Number 29, PA 237049. Number 30, ZC 230851, number 44, PA 237051, number 45, ZC 230879, and withdraw waiver development standards, number one, without prejudice, associated with item 20, UC 23-0891, per the applicant. For the applicant's information, items held or deleted may require additional re-notification fees if 85 days have passed since initial notification or there are modifications to the original application. These public hearing items, which are items 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, and 45, are going to be opened as a public hearing and immediately recessed until the dates previously stated or withdrawn as previously stated. If there are no requests by the Planning Commission or any members of the public, the agenda stands ready for your approval. Very good. Good evening, Mr. Gronauer. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners. Bob Gronauer, 1980 Festival Plaza Drive. I'm here representing items 49, 50, 51, 52. We'd like those to be held for two weeks, please. Very good. Uh, Mr. Chairman, for the audience's information, uh, per Mr. Gronauer's request, items 49, 50, 51, and 52, will be held to the March 5th, 2024 Planning Commission meeting and the corresponding Board of County Commissioners date will change to April 3rd, 2024. Noted, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gronauer. 
I believe we're ready for a motion. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Move to approve the agenda, holding items 27, 28, 29, and 30 to April 16th, 31, 32 to March 5th, 41, 42, 43 to March 19th, 44, 45, April 16th, and also 49 through 52 as noted uh, to the March 5th date. Very good. There's a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Fraser, yes. That motion passes unanimously. Next item. The next item on the agenda is approval of the minutes. The Planning Commission regular meeting minutes and briefing minutes for the January 16th, 2024 are ready for approval. Very good. We're ready for a motion. Move to approve. Motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Fraser, yes. And that item passes unanimously. For the audience's information, items on tonight's agenda are final action unless appeal to the Board of County Commissioners otherwise announced. All appeals must be filed in writing to the Comprehensive Planning Department by 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday, February 28, 2024. And any appeals from tonight's meeting will be heard by the Board of County Commissioners on Wednesday, March 20th, 2024 at 9 o'clock a.m. in these chambers. This will be the only notice of appeals. To determine if an item has been appealed, please call the Comprehensive Planning Department at 702-455-4314 or go to the county's public communications webpage and review the meeting of notice of final action. Next are the routine action items, which consist of items number four through 30, except the items that were previously deleted. These items may be considered together in one motion and are subject to the conditions listed with each agenda item. If there are no objections, the public hearing is now open and the routine action portion of the agenda stands ready for approval. Very good. Um, so the routine action items four through 30, these items, this is very important, these items may be considered in one hearing and in one motion. So anyone who does not agree with the recommendations by staff should request that the item be removed from this portion of the agenda and be heard separately when directed by the Planning Commission. Items 27 through 30 will be forwarded to the Board of County Commissioners meeting for final action on 3-2024 at 9 a.m. So again, this is the time of the meeting that items 4 through 30 are going to be approved in one motion. If there is anyone that's here for items 4 through 30 that do not agree with staff's recommendations and would like that item to be pulled and heard separately, now would be the time to come forward and let the board know so. Hello, uh, my name is Doug Klinkscales, a longtime resident of- Can I get your just name and address again, very yes. clearly for the record? Yeah, Doug Klinkscales, C-L-I-N-K-S-C-A-L-E-S, -E and my address is 4715 Naughty Pine Way, Mount Charleston, or Las Vegas, 89124. Very good. Um, uh, this is pertaining to item number 16. Uh, I'd like to have it uh, pulled from the rest of the lot. To, to where it can be uh, you know, itemized a little bit closer. Very good. We will pull that, pull item 16 and, and hear that separately. Thank you. Very good. Any other items? Mr. Chairman, I want to pull item number six as well. So noted, Commissioner Stone will be pulling item number six to be heard separately. Anyone else in the audience, please come forward. 
Hi, my name is Mark Scott, and uh, my, I'm here for item 13. Can you just give us your address for the record, too, please, Mr. Scott? Well, uh, 3536 Donner Avenue, Mojave, California, 93501. Very good. And what item would you like to address? It's uh, 13, and I was wondering what the staff's recommendation is at this time. Could, could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Uh, what is the staff's recommendation for this? For item 13, it's on the consent Ooh. agenda, so it's it's for approval. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. You're you're okay with that? Yeah. Just, okay. Just, Very good. He has conditions for when you're to complete. Yeah, and, and so there there will be conditions on that item that staff will will read into the record. Anybody else that has an item that they'd like to be pulled? Items four through 30. Seeing no one, I believe we're ready for a motion. Thank you. Um, move to approve routine action items four through 30 with staff recommendations, pulling items six and 16 to be heard separately. No, thir 13 was he wanted to know what the conditions were. Very good. Were. There's a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Fraser, yes. That item passes unanimously. Next item. This will be final action list appealed. Next that on your agenda is item number 6, ET23-400-145, UC 220141, holdover use permit first extension of time to allow an accessory structure enclosed tennis court with lights prior to principal use residence on a portion of 0 0.6 acres in an RE real estate's Residential RMP1 zone, generally located on the east side of Tioga Way and the north side of Ackerman Avenue, alignment within Lone Mountain. Background is described within your agenda. Staff recommends approval. The Lone Mountain Town of Citizens Advisory Council recommends denial. Staff has received two cards in support and one card and two letters in protest. Good evening. Please give us your name and address for the record. Uh, Joey DeBlanco, 2251 North Rampart Boulevard. Uh, here to answer any questions that you have on behalf of the applicant. Do you have a presentation you'd like to make to the board or? Uh, yeah, sure. This is an extension of time application. Um, we submitted uh, the application as well as I think uh, four or five letters of support with the immediate neighbors um, or around the around the perimeter of the property. Um, the applicant has complied with everything um, that he can, um, he just needs a, a point of connection for the sewer uh, to be provided by the city, which one was and then they took it away because it was on a, on a different project. So the, that project got canceled and then so did his point of connection. But as far as everything that he was required to do um, is design plans and submit them and get them uh, approved, um, that's pending the point of connection of the sewer. So. There, there's no actions required on the applicant's part other than um, obtaining approval from the city uh, for the connection to sewer. And, and more specifically, um, you know, the architecturals, MP&Es, all the building plans have gone through and, and they're in approvable status. The, the sewer design has gone through the city, Clark County has gone through everywhere and is approvable pending the, the point of connection. So as far as actions on the applicant's uh, part, um, there's really no more action that he can take until the director of the city of Las Vegas provides a point of connection. Very good, does that conclude your presentation? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go ahead and open up for public comment. 
Anybody uh, in the audience that would like to speak on item number six, please come forward, give us your name and address. My name is Marvin Van Buskirk. I live at 7515 Ray Cell. It's within 300 feet of the property. This, uh, this particular tennis court was never permitted. There was never a permit issued for the, the tennis court, I don't believe. And on top of that, there's 14-foot stanchions there with lights on them. And uh, all we've asked for is uh, for it not to be approved until the house is built. If he can get a variance for a, uh, for a uh, septic tank, and I think he probably could because it, the nearest, nearest sewer is uh, probably uh, 700 feet away or 800 feet away. But all we want as neighbors is to have a house built in front of that tennis court. We don't want the tennis court there with people playing tennis all night long with the lights blaring across through that area until there's a house to block it. And, 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 and it should have never been built there. The uh, tennis court itself is four foot, at least four foot below grade where it's currently at. If we ever have a flood, if you look where the house pad is at there, the uh, tennis court is four foot lower than the actual pad where the house is at. And so we've been dealing with this now for two years. And uh, two years ago, uh, the commission turned it down unanimously. The uh, uh, town board turned it down unanimously. And uh, we'd appreciate any help you can give us so that we don't have to hear people grunting and uh, slamming balls and watching the lights in the middle of the night until the house is built. And thank you for your, your help. Thank you, we appreciate your comments. Anyone else like to speak on item six? Please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. Yeah, Kenneth Whipple, 8146 North Tioga Way, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89131. Um, my house is kitty corner to uh, their lot where they built this tennis court. Um, before we, when we were building our house, before we started on any of the civil work, we were able to get a building permit and we were able to start the house. I know that uh, final either sewer or water was would have pended me getting able to cer certificate of occupancy, uh, but there should be no reason why if they're already past the building department, they can't start building the house. The final sewer connection has absolutely nothing to do and um, I just, they just keep dragging this thing out. So if, if I was able to start immediately without any kind of public works permit or any offsite permit, why can't they? And, and like Marvin said, um, we had to build up our lot four feet from grade and we had to do the cul-de-sac and do all the paving. And this tennis court is literally four feet below that grade level. Uh, they made me, excuse me, the county public works made me do the drainage easement on their lot uh, and improve that even though I didn't own it. And that drainage easement is higher elevation than their tennis court. So. Does that conclude your comments? Yes, sir. Very Mr. Good. Chairman, I have Thank a question you. of this young man. You can come on back. Uh, just a question. Your house is on septic, is that right? It is. Okay, that's all I wanted to know, thanks. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, have a comment on item number six. Good evening. Uh, my name is Joseph Sawicki. It's S-A-W-I-C-K-I. I live on 8145 North Tioga Way, uh, Las Vegas. 
8931. Um, yeah, I live uh, in the cul-de-sac directly across the street from the cul-de-sac where the tennis court is. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm opposed to any sports facility being built in that cul-de-sac. Uh, very good, thank, thank you. you for your comments, we appreciate it. Anyone else like to speak on item number six? Seeing no one else, we will close the public comment period and turn it over to the board for any questions. I'll start with Commissioner Frazier since he is uh, on Zoom. Commissioner Frazier, any comments or questions? Uh, no, no comments at, at this time. I, I would say that, I guess I do have a comment. I, I can support the application, but I, I am um, concerned about the applicant not starting. And so I'll wait to see um, how the rest of the board feels, but I, I think there needs to be a, a time limit on it. Very good, thank you, Commissioner Frazier. Uh, Commissioner Mojica, I see your mic on. Um, if I understand this correctly, first it was built without a permit, so which is why I'm, I'm guessing it's not at the grade level that it's supposed to be in. Number two, you were given a year to start it and still didn't happen, and now we're gonna reward you by giving you another extension. I, I just have a problem with all this. That's my comment. Thank you, Commissioner Mojica. Uh, Commissioner Kolarski. You say he's in the process. He can't do anything until the city provides him with a connection point. Am I correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, you, oh, I just wanna make sure that I was correct in understanding that. Yes. You, you can clarify or add to it if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, he's not allowed to have a septic tank. He, he cannot get a septic tank, he has to do sewer. Um, this gentleman was lucky. He got a waiver from the water district. Uh, he got his right when the law was going into place, uh, but the applicant did not. He, he was not successful in getting a waiver. Okay, so what... I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what possessed him to build the tennis court to begin with, why he, he has architectural plans. For yes. the house. Yeah, he, he, he's received conditions of approval from Clark County on his entire building package. In that condition of approval, it was get a point of connection from the city of Las Vegas through an interlocal agreement. He went through the entire interlocal agreement process and was successfully awarded a connection uh, to the city sewer. There's just not a physical point for him to connect to. There is a, a visible connection point, you said. No, no. There, there is not a physical point of connection. And, there, there's and, not a sewer. And what is it, because I'm a layman in this, okay? okay. What is it gonna take for him to get that connection point? Is it more money for him to, is, is that what's stopping him, finances? I don't know, okay? It, no, it, it, was, it was another project. So there was, a, there was a project downstream that was building uh, that point of connection to the design point that we were given. So um, when two civil projects are going, they, 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 they use each other's plans to connect. And so we were given the downstream's projects uh, plans and we connected to that point. They were going through the process at the city and then stopped. And so they didn't get, they didn't get their construction permit, so they never started construction of that downstream sewer line, which, his, which the applicant's point of connection was part of. Okay, now if the neighbor was able to get water, can't... Water's not the issue. The, the, yeah, I, I believe 
there's already water to the lot. I think there's water to all four lots in the cul-de-sac. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I think that I have to agree with Commissioner Mahika. I also agree with Commissioner Frazier in that there, there has got to be some, some end because this could drag on forever. This yeah, could, this could theoretically drag on tank. forever. The neighbors are going to have this empty lot with somebody using it as a private park, private tennis court. Uh, and this is a neighborhood. It, it's not a, it's not a recreation center. It, this is a neighborhood, and it needs to be treated as a neighborhood. So I'm, I, I'm like Commissioner Mojica. I'm having problems uh, thinking if I really want to approve this extension of time. Thank you, Vice Chair. Uh, Commissioner Stone. I don't see any other mics on, so Commissioner Stone, we'll toss this down to you. All right, Mr. DeBlanco. Uh, you're representing that there's a plan set that's been processed through Clark County Building Department on this site? Yes. Is that true? You have a building department uh, tracking number on that with you today? Uh, no, not with me today. Okay. Uh, you're not the owner, you're the contractor, right? I'm representing the application. Are you the owner of the property? I am not the owner of the property. Okay. Are you the contractor? I am not the contractor to the property. What's your interest in the property? I'm representing the application. Okay. Have you, uh, have you stepped foot on the property? Yes. When was the last time you were out there? I'll tell you why in a, in a minute, why I'm asking. Uh, it's been several months. Okay. So all you need to do is look at Google and you can see that there's water to all four lots new water, you can see that there's curb gutter, curb gutter and asphalt relatively new on that site. Um, can you tell me, uh, you represent that there's an interlocal agreement for City of Las Vegas sewer to this parcel, correct? Yes. Okay, so an interlocal agreement. Now I'm gonna go to staff, maybe, maybe public works here. Is it not more likely than not standard practice that when the city of Las Vegas provides sewer to a property that they, this is where I'm out of my element is I'm not legal, that they will want to annex that property into the city of Las Vegas? Is that usually the case? Not with the inter not with the inner city local agreement. They do have to sign up on our offsite plans, though, because they are responsible for the sewer and the water in this. But will area. they? Will they, as a matter of course, is that in anticipation of of the city annexing that into the city, or Mr. Wahola? Yeah, I don't have the interlocal agreement in front of me, but I think if they're not increasing density or changing the like from residential to commercial, that they don't have to annex. But I have to look at the terms of the interlocal, and I don't have it before me. Uh, Understood. So um, the applicant, I'd like to know with respect to this, you're talking about point of connection. Really what you're talking about is a sewer project. And I'd like to know, is this sewer project a city of Las Vegas public works project that you're talking about? Or are you talking about an adjacent 
private developer project. Adjacent private developer. Okay, private development. That, that may never happen. Private development projects, there's, there's nothing for sure about them, even if they're bonded for. And is that a correct statement, Public Works? That is correct. So your justification for not proceeding is based upon a private development project downstream of you that did not happen, may never happen, could happen tomorrow, but may never happen. That's different than if it was a city of Las Vegas public works project. So as, we, as I sit here today, the words that I, the word that comes to mind is disingenuous. You're, you're not telling us, you're not telling me the full story, the full facts of the matter, and I don't like that. I just don't like it. Um, uh, and so uh, I would also say, as a matter of course, on an approved uh, application, we generally will give at least one extension of time. Uh, that's, that's our typical deal. Um, I'm inclined to begrudgingly grant you that uh, or make a motion for that, let me say that, make a motion for that. And if I did do that, I would not uh, indicate the, uh, was it the May 3rd deadline date? I would, I would give you one year fr from this date. And I, uh, I think that what you might be looking at is extending the sewer on your own nickel to get to that site or tear out that tennis court in in a year if my motion passes, but I'm, I, I feel like you're disingenuous to this board. Um, maybe it's accidental, maybe not, I don't know, but um, you certainly don't know as much about the site as you initially referenced. And so with that, I, I will try a motion. I'll make a motion to approve, uh, modifying the if approved conditions for a time frame of one year, whatever that date would be, Mark. Uh, unless there's any other comments. I just so, have one question. Do you know where the nearest sewer is to this site? How far away is it? It's more than... It's more than 2,500 feet away. More than 2,500 feet? Mr. Yes, Mr. Mr. Chair, to follow up on Commissioner uh, Kirk's question right now, if I can ask the neighbor who has a home there if he has sewer, or if he's, uh, he no, no, he sir. He doesn't. He's on septic. You're on septic. Yes, but we didn't file any waiver. We just learned the okay. process before we started building and did it all correctly. Okay, so everybody that's in that area is all on septic. Right, and it was, it's just about 680, 700 feet away towards Grand Teton, and that's why we were approved as septic, because we were over that 400 foot threshold, not 2,500 feet, yes. Okay, so on the other side is, Sewer? Uh, yeah, you know? it's about 680 feet is sewer. Okay. It's right down Tioga towards Grand Teton to the south. Okay. All righty, thank you. You bet. Any further questions from the board? Commissioner Stone, would you like to make yeah, a motion? Just, just to continue my motion of a, if approved conditions, changing the date uh, to one year from now. Mark, what would that date be? Until February 20th, 2025, Commissioner Stone. 
and we'll just see where this motion goes. Very good. There's a motion on the floor. Please cast your votes. Uh, before I vote, Mr. Chair, I need to speak with legal. Um, I One of the neighbors is on my board of the nonprofit that I work for. May I still vote? Uh, yes, you may vote on this. Thank you. Commissioner Frazier, I, I, I'll, I'll vote yes, I'll support the, the motion, but note that um, an, an additional extension of time would be frowned upon by, by at least my, myself. Very good. Thank you, Commissioner Frazier. And it looks like the motion passes. This is final action, unless appealed. Next on your agenda is item number 16, VS 230763, vacate and abandon a portion of right of way being Old Park Road located between Kyle Canyon Road and Knotty Pine Way within Mount Charleston. Background is described within your agenda. The Mount Char Charleston Citizens Advisory Council or Town Advisory Board was canceled, therefore no recommendation was forwarded by the board. Staff recommends approval. Good evening, Mr. Celeste. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners. My name is Tony Celeste, address 1980 Festival Plaza Drive here on behalf of the applicant. Um, I am here on behalf of Dan Cheney, who is the owner of property located at 4784 Old Park Road, located right here, as well as behalf of his adjacent neighbors. Uh, there's three of them also on Park Road, their addresses are 4800 Old Park, 4776 Old Park Road, and 4768 Old Park Road. Uh, what this application is, is a uh, request to vacate and abandon Old Park Road right here, and essentially to make it a private easement in this area. Um, during uh, some high volume times on the mountain, um, this street is used a lot for overflow parking, and cut through traffic and for individuals who uh, park there and then wander around and take pictures and et cetera. So we have worked with Public Works Department on how to potentially vacate and abandon this road and make it a private easement or private roadway. As you can see from their staff report, they are recommending approval of that. Here is the uh, exhibit itself um, showing Old Park Road. As you can see, it does not cut off access to the other public streets, namely Silver, or Naughty, Naughty Pine Way. Um, if this were to be approved, uh, we would take the next step with respect to permitting and working with Public Works and fire with respect to um, if we were to do some type of gated access. For now, the idea would just to be to place cones out there um, during peak times. Um, I am aware that there is a fire hydrant located close to Naughty Pine. Obviously, uh, we would not uh, be allowed to interfere with any of the public access for that. And of course, there would still be the public access utility easements that would run through it. Um, with that, we appreciate staff's recommendation of approval and agree with all the conditions contained therein. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Celeste. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing. Anybody uh, in the audience that would like to come forward and speak on item number 16, now would be the time to do so. Again, my name is Doug Klinkscale, C-L-I-N-K-S-C-A-L-E-S. Address is 4715 Naughty Pine Way. Um, it, it's, it's unique that they're saying that they don't want to, here's some history on this. Uh, when the water district went through there and reorganized 
and reinstall all new water lines for that whole cathedral complex. They, um, there used to be a fire hydrant directly on my property, on the corner of my property. And when that was from the previous owner of that property, which is a gentleman that I've known for, for decades, I've lived on the mountain for, four, or for 27 years. Um, they moved that fire hydrant up onto Old Park Way for the benefit of the previous owner okay, and took away that fire hydrant from my location, which actually would have supplied the whole corner there of Naughty Pine Way, Old Park Way, and they took that completely out and put it up on Old Park Way. Well, now what is happening is if, if they restrict public access, again, public access, because that is a public road, and they take and uh, limit traffic or whatever they were trying to do, what that does, it also limits the accessibility from the fire department to get access to that fire hydrant. That fire hydrant actually is about in the middle of Old Park Way, or Old Park Road, and uh, what happens is, is right now with the, we have two forms of fire department up there. It's forestry and we got volunteer. And what would happen is, is that it would only allow one-way access to that fire hydrant, which would mean they either have to back up to the fire hydrant or they'd have to pull in straight into the fire hydrant and then back out. So by limiting access to this old parkway, they're completely taking away that fire hydrant. Okay. Also, originally when this, build, when this road was built, when this subdivision was, was built, is Old Park Way, one of the reasons why this was made is, is in case of an emergencies, case of avalanches, and so on, this Old Park Road was supposed to give emergency access to public access through that area. The, um, um, and right now, by closing that off, you're completely <laughs> taking away emergency access, an access road. So making it public, I don't know, the only person that would really benefit is, is Dan and Tracy. And I know them very well. They're very lovely people. And they're nice people. Uh, they're friends to all the neighbors in that, in that complex, including myself. But we do disagree on this. Okay? It's only benefiting him only because, and I spoke to him about it. He says, well, the reason why we want to shut it down is because the traffic goes through there and they just haul butt through there. And then they... You know, they'll sit there and, uh, you know, drive through there. Well, they do that the whole neighborhood. Matter of fact, uh, just yesterday, I was sitting there out working out in the front yard of my property, and the police department went through there, and they were going pretty darn fast. And I thought, well, you know, it's the police department. Leave them alone, you know. And um, as far as accident, you know, there, he, the gentleman was saying that uh, people are parking on that road. The only people that I've ever seen park on that road is Dan. Okay, which is the person that's requesting uh, this, this change from making it from a public road, which is being maintained by the public, to a private road. Okay, so it's only benefiting really one person. And the third problem with it is, with the other remainder of these properties on here, some of them are built and some of them aren't. You know, there, there are actually other properties that are on this, on this road. And by taking and making it limited access, then what they're doing is they're making it very difficult for people to even get to their own properties on that particular road. So 
I'm completely opposed to this. Again, the biggest issues are safety, safety, and safety. I mean, you're, you're talking about fire hydrant, you're talking about emergency access, and you're talking access to a person's property. So by limiting that, that road, you're basically just cutting, cutting the head off the snake. Very good, does that conclude your comments? That's it for me. Very good, just a couple quick questions for you. Um, the fire hydrant that you're referring to, can you show on the map where exactly that is? Uh, I can show you up here. And there's a handheld mic there too that you might want to use, be a little easier okay. for you. Um, it's, it's almost middle of the road. It's actually almost right in the middle of Old Clark Road. I can't, I can't point it out exactly right here. Right now, it's, it's, you know, it's surrounded by snow, but it's, it's there. Can you speak into the mic, please? I'm sorry. Yes, uh, the, the actual fire hydrant is just about in the middle of the road. And uh, I, like I said, I can't point it out for Zach, but it's probably right in, number, in front of like number four. Very good. And, and where do you live? I live over here in Naughty Pine Way, second house in. Very good. Are you full-time on the mountain? Full-time on the mountain. All right. Well, years. thank you for coming down tonight. That's a, quite a trek, and we appreciate you. Thank you. Anyone else from the public have uh, comments or like to speak on item 16? Please come forward. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing and have the applicant's representative come back up. Um, we'll look to comments or questions from the board. Commissioner Frazier, we'll start with you. Uh, no comments or questions at this time. Very good. And Commissioner Stone, we'll turn it over to you here quickly. Just a clarification. So the subject road in question is currently uh, Clark County right away. You'll vacate the interest of Clark County in terms of public maintenance of that, but there will be an underlying public utility easement for underground dry and wet utilities if they exist, and to also provide private access to the individual lots. Is that correct? That is 100% correct, Commissioner. Okay, yes. just wanted to 100% double check. Yes, you, you articulated it better than okay. I did in my presentation. Thank you. And so just for a little, oh. I just have one question. Commissioner Kirk, go ahead. So what I understand then is the road's not going away. They're the not the road close. is. They're not going to close the road, or the road's going to stay there, and there's no no lots going to be landlocked. That is correct. Very good. And this, seeing no one else on the board with questions, this is my district, so just a couple questions. And actually, just a clarification, because those are great questions by um, Commissioner Stone and Commissioner Kirk. Are, do you do you intend, since this is going to be a, a, a public road, and you will, they will maintain this? homeowners there I'm imagining is that correct that is correct we'll will you correct. gate this off um, we right for now the plan would just be cones any gating or anything would have to go through permitting process and we'd have to work with public works fire department etc on placement and where those would be and meet all those standards so, very good so currently, currently fire truck no. could get in there if necessary and you'd have to come back through the process for a gate if if you decided to travel that path is that correct correct, correct. Okay, very good. Public Works, just quickly, any concerns on access? Do we have any feedback from the from the fire department on this? Very good. Uh, public Works has no concerns with um, vacating it to make it a pub, um, private street. Um, I can check to see. Um, fire department did not say anything in our meeting very good. that they had an issue with it. 
Okay. Very good. Um, and the neighbors along that road, what are there, seven residents that I can count there? Is that correct? My there, eyes there are actually, bad, so. uh, I thought, <laughs> actually, there, there are four total. They each own two, two lots. So you can see one and two is one owner, three and four, and then five and six, and then s seven there. So and that, are they all agreeable to this? Yes, and I have made sure to put that in our letter, um, our justification yes. letter to that. I wonder where they came from. Very good. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate the neighbor's concerns and, and coming down here tonight. Hopefully that cleared some of this up for you because um, with, with fire department not having any comments and public works being okay with this, um, I can understand the, uh, the homeowners there having concerns with um, public access there and people tearing through the neighborhood. Um, as long as the fire department has access to this and we're not restricting them or causing any safety issues, I'm okay with this. I'm going to make a motion for approval. Motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Fraser, yes. Motion passes unanimously. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Next item. This is final action unless appealed. Next item is item number 33, use permits for the following. Convenience store, two gas station, three vehicle wash, and four vehicle maintenance. Waivers of development standards for the following. One, alternative landscaping. Two, increase building height. Three, allow non-standard improvement within the right-of-way. And four, allow modified street standards. Design review for the following. One, alternative parking lot landscaping. Two, convenience store. 3, gas station, 4, vehicle wash, and 5, vehicle maintenance in conjunction with a commercial development on 3.8 acres in an H2 general highway frontage and H1 limited resort and apartment district zone. Generally located on the northeast corner of Lamb Boulevard and Boulder Highway within Sunrise Manor. Sunrise Manor Town Board recommended approval of the use permits waiver number 2 through 4 and design review number 1 and recommended denial of waiver number one and design review number two through five. Good evening, Mr. Celeste. Good evening again, Mr. Chairman, commissioners. My name is Tony Celeste, address 1983 Festival Plaza Drive, here on behalf of the applicant, Green Valley Groceries. As you can see from the uh, aerial, the site is located uh, generally on the south side of Boulder Highway. Um, it is on the, uh, or excuse me, the kind of, I guess, the, the west side of Boulder Highway, um, north would be Lamb Road, and then to the east generally is Desert Inn. Um, what we are proposing is basically to rebuild and reconstruct a um, Green Valley grocery. Um, included with that will be a gas canopy, convenience store, and car wash. Um, what we're doing is consolidating a few driveways that already exist on the site. So we will now just have two entries, one from Boulder Highway, one from Lamb Road coming this direction. Uh, one of the really biggest issues um, that both planning and then ultimately town board had was with respect to landscaping. It was an alternative landscape design we had. Um, what we've done, um, and we have submitted these revised plans to Mr. Donahue and planning staff, we have incorporated additional landscaping along DI Road, generally in this area, as well as Boulder Highway in this area. Um, what we have are uh, proposing two additional conditions um, in addition to the conditions of approval that will help uh, reflect what I have uh, showing on this revised plan. The first one is to add 10 feet of landscaping along Boulder Highway. 
um, which is right in this area, and then add six feet of landscaping along uh, Lamb Boulevard, um, which is in this, this area right here. We have provided those uh, proposed conditions to uh, uh, planning staff. Um, you can see right here uh, the actual site plan itself, proposing about a 4,800 square foot store. Um, right here is the vacuum bays located on the hard corner. Um, so with that, we think we have addressed all of town board and planning's uh, uh, recommendations and are more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Very good. Uh, we will open the public hearing. Uh, anybody that would like to speak on item 33, uh, please come forward and do so now. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing and turn questions over to the board. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, uh, we'll start with you. Any comments or concerns or questions? Yeah, no, no questions, no comments. Very good. Seeing no other lights, uh, Vice Chair Kolarski, this is your district. You have the floor. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I'm just gonna reiterate because I'm doing this now. Uh, plans the day of the meeting, just to me is just totally unacceptable, okay? I think that uh, we need to be a little bit more nice to our staff because they're, they're very busy and they need to look at it so that they can give us the best information that they can and we can make better choices. I like this a lot better. I like the fact that it's now going to parcel map. This is three different parcels that, and it's now gonna become one. It's all under, all three parcels right now are under the same ownership. So that will work out. Um, that then allows them to build the car wash where it's at. Otherwise it would be on a, on a different parcel. And it, it's just a mess. Yes. <laughs> Correct. I like the additional landscaping on Lamb and, and uh, Boulder. But you also added landscaping on Desert Inn, didn't you? We are adding um, on Boulder Highway and Lamb is where it was added. It's increased by 10 feet, so it was. Okay, so so the, the landscaping on Desert Inn is the same. I thought Stephanie, when she briefed me, it said that there was additional landscaping up there. Uh, Do you have the original plan? I just want to make sure that if it was added, I include that in the motion. So yeah, this looks like this was the uh, original plan right here. Um, just the condition included, um, the proposed condition I received was referencing Boulder Highway and Lamb, but it does. Okay, but like if you look at the revised plan. Further. Yep. You can see that there's additional landscaping there. Can you see that? Yes. I, I want to make sure staff sees that because I don't know how to include that. Staff has has uh, a way that they want me to read something in if I'm if I'm going to move to approve, but I just want to make sure I get the wording right. I want to make sure that 
everything that needs to be in that motion is in that motion. So if the commissioners, my fellow commissioners and the public can just bear. Uh, it seems that we have the same landscape plan as before along the desert in road. It was from uh, three feet and a half to uh, ranges from 23 and a half to 3.6 uh, feet. Okay, and but it looks like where it ended on the original plan, it now extends all the way to... Uh, it shows the same. Um, I'm comparing the revised plan to the uh, previous plan, and okay. it looks the same, and on their um, justification, or not the just in a narrative letter of the, um, for the changes, they didn't mention anything about DI. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that Desert Inn that's the way you guys said was okay or whatever. I just, I just want to make sure that we have enough landscaping on that end. Uh, I mean, there was a waiver for Desert Inn, but there was uh, no additional landscaping Added per to the it. revised plan, correct. Okay, I was given the impression that there was. I'm going to move to approve UC 23-0898 with staff's if approved conditions and also the revised landscaping plans, adding 10 feet of landscaping along Boulder Highway from six foot six inches to 16 foot six inches and adding six feet of landscaping along Lamb Boulevard from 24.7 inches to 30.7 inches. Very good, there's a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Frazier, yes. That motion passes unanimously. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Celeste. You guys have a good evening. Have a good evening. Next item. This is final action unless appealed. Next item is number 34, UC 230918. Use permit for vehicle sales, waiver of development standard for the following. One, reduce gate setbacks, two, fence, three, building material, and four, architectural compatibility. Design review for, the, for a metal vehicle sales office, uh, office building on a 1.5 acre portion of 15.7 acres within an existing shopping center in a C2 general commercial zone. Generally located on the south side of Sahara Avenue, 175 feet west of Eastern Avenue within Winchester. Winchester Tambor recommended denial. We receive one card in support and one card in opposition. Very good. Please uh, give us your name and address for the record. Uh, good evening, uh, Planning Commissioners. My name is Susan Florian uh, from Taney Engineering, uh, 630 South Jones Boulevard here on behalf of the applicant. Uh, what we have here is a subject parcel. Um, it is 1.46 gross acres and located south of Sahara uh, Avenue and approximately, approximately 175 uh, feet, uh, feet west of Eastern Avenue. The lot is occupied by a parking lot commercial shopping center with uh, 20,400 square feet of leasable space area. The current zoning is C2 general commercial with a planned use of CM. Uh, corridor uh, mixed use. Uh, the area is located, uh, is allocated for vehicle sales uh, 
compromise approximately 0.35 gross acres of the existing parking lot with a primary access from the established commercial driveway on Sahara Avenue. The modular office will be placed on site uh, with 10 employee parking lots, um, along with the, the 37 vehicles available for sale. The existing landscape on Sahara uh, will not be modified. I have existing um, photos here of the existing landscape. Um, before I begin with the special use permits, the waivers, and the uh, design reviews, um, I would like to withdraw without prejudice two waivers. Um, the first one is the waiver of development standards for access gate setback, and the waiver of development standards for the non-decorative um, overheight uh, fence. Uh, we are respectfully asking for a special use uh, permit for vehicle sales. Um, this request is al to allow vehicle sales within the C2 General Commercial Zoning District since the proposed lot will have common parking, uh, parking with other businesses. It, um, I have a site plan and exhibit um, showing um, the parking analysis. Um, any test rides will not be utilized as a residential local street. Um, we believe this use is appropriate for the site given the current underutilization of the existing parking lot and the site's proximity to major collector and arterial streets, as well as its adjacency to established dealerships. Uh, the next one is a waiver of development standards for parking reduction. Um, this is a request to waive parking requirements proposed vehicle sales facility. Uh, the unique tr uh, traffic pattern of a vehicle sales operation characterized by shorter and less frequent visits, as well as the site's uh, strategic proximity to major collector, collector and arterial streets, significantly diminishes the need for parking spaces. Uh, the existing parking lot consistently demonstrates lower utilization rates, indicating excess of available parking spaces. By repurposing um, a section of this lot vehicle sales, we are optimized the underutilized capacity Furthermore, um, the provided parking analysis demonstrates adequate parking within the shopping center even after the removal of 41 uh, designated stalls. Uh, for the waiver of development standards for non-decorative metal structure and, um, and, and the architectural compatibility, I would like to add that we will be enhancing its architectural uh, compatibility by insta installing horizontal sliding trim around the doors and pop-out windows and molding around the base top of the structure, as well as an awning over the front of the door. Um, the paint will uh, match the rest of the retail, um, around the retail center. Um, so the waiver uh, of development standards for the non-decorative metal structure is a request to allow for um, a decorative metal structure uh, where it where not permitted, um, the proposed single-story structure would serve as a functional space aligned with the daily operations of a vehicle sales facility. Uh, the decorative uh, material exterior offers durability and longevity, ensuring the structure can withstand uh, the demands of daily operations. Um, another waiver, uh, we have a development standards for architectural compa compatibility. Um, this, this request is to allow the non-architecturally compatible um, structure uh, while the building with a shopping center um, should give the appearance of being an integral part of the center, the proposed modular office is uh, chosen to serve as a functional uh, space aligned with the daily operations of the vehicle sales facility. 
Um, the use of the decorative uh, metal exterior offers durability and longevity, ensuring that the structure can withstand the demands of daily operations and potential um, environmental stressors. Uh, we're also asking for a waiver of alternative landscaping. Um, this request is to allow for alternative landscaping along Sahara Avenue. Uh, we are. Uh, we will continue to have the 10-foot landscaping uh, buffer behind the uh, five attached uh, foot sidewalk, um, but it will. Uh, the, the landscaping will not be modified. We also have a waiver of uh, parking lot landscaping. Um, this request is to allow for alternative landscaping within the portion of the existing parking lot identified uh, for the use of vehicle sales. The existing parking lot uh, was uh, designated under previous version Title 30 where the landscape um, island finger was permitted every eight spaces. Um, given uh, the proposed sale of lot placement within the established commercial parking area, we are requesting to maintain the existing configuration and landscape. Um, for the last uh, two, the design review for modular uh, buildings, this request is for a design review proposed of a modular building. Uh, the proposed structure measuring 20 feet in length, 8 feet in width, and 8.5 feet in height uh, was selected for its cost efficiency and adaptability to the specific needs of vehicle sales facility. It uh, is designed to incorporate elements that uh, not only meet functional requirements, but also complement the existing commercial shopping center and surrounding properties. Um, the next uh, design review is vehicle sales facility. Um, this is a request uh, for a design review of the proposed facility's uh, sales. Um, the design will adhere to all uh, applicable zoning and building codes, not otherwise waived um, by this letter, ensuring that it complements the existing commercial strip mall and surrounding properties. Um, the aesthetic enhancements also include uh, will not only serve uh, for a functional purpose, but also contribute positively to the visual separation of the site. Um, with that, I conclude my presentation. I respectfully ask for your approval, and I'm here to answer any questions that you may have. Very good. We appreciate your presentation. Uh, we'll go ahead and open the public hearing. Anybody that would like to speak on uh, this item, now would be the time to do so. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing and turn this over to questions from the board. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, we'll start with you. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. No, no questions or comments. Very good. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Kirk. Thank you. Um, can you tell me where the nearest uh, automobile sales facility is? I know Jim Marsh used to be across the street. Su Susan, the street. if you can, if you have the aerial, I can, I, and you're not aware. Yeah, there you go. Okay, it's, uh, if you go, see where it says Sahara? And you see the cars right there? On the left? If you, right there, or her fingers, that's the, that's the used car, uh, new car. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know if it, it, it was on the aerial, I had to check for a second. It was, it's, it's west of, and it's at the, end of the shopping center parcel. The only thing that separates what he wants to do is that building that has tenants in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, okay. And then further down west, you have a lot of, a lot more car dealerships. I know that. I, I, I like to see uh, car dealerships clustered together. Uh, I know this is a challenging uh, site for that. 
I'm, I'm just not sure how I feel about it. So, I mean, yeah, just to the east on Sahara, you have a, a really big, uh, I think that's the old Lincoln Mercury store used to be there on Atlantic and Eastern, I think, that's now vacant. But, um, gosh, I, I'm just not sure I, I like this. So we'll see where this goes. Very good. Seeing no one else's mic on, we will turn this over to Vice Chair Kolarski. This is your district. Oh, pardon me. Commissioner Mojica, go ahead. Did Sorry. see your light. I know. I know, I know Commissioner Kolarski just pointed to where the dealership is. Um, my only concern is that you're allowed five vehicles, but you want more than that, but you're, you're losing parking, right? How, how many people are going to be able to park? Like if somebody's buying a car. Um, I think we have, we're, oh. So, um, I guess here. I like that, okay, that's what I wanted to see. Sorry, um, so right here will be the 10 uh, customer slash employee. Um, here will be the sales parking, um, the sales parking right here, and a, um, a sales parking as well. So it's 29, 29 vehicles that you will be s selling. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Mejica. Vice Chair Kolarski. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I went out and visited this property. I was concerned, as I uh, noted from Commissioner Kirk, the fact that where was the nearest one? I thought it was further down until I went down there. Uh, this is a very challenging corner, right? To the east of that is the Foyo Loco. Uh, we had food for less there for years, and then they closed, and the old Harley motorcycle place is just uh, in the same shopping center. So if you were familiar with the Harley place, that's where, this is to the north end of that. I also understand, Susan, from the applicant, that this is a temporary use, and uh, we were hoping to get an answer of what is temporary in his mind's eye. I do not have that. You don't have an answer for that. Yes. Okay, so with that, I can live with that building, but I don't want to live with it long. So I know that there's going to be horizontal siding, that the applicant has said that he would paint the tr around the trim, around windows, the base, the roof line. He's going to have an awning that's going to match the, all of that. You're going to be using the color palette of the shopping center. These are all conditions that I'm putting in, <laughs> basically, okay? It's a temporary use, is what I was told. And so that being said, I'm also going to add a four-year review. Four years? Yes, so because that's... it's temporary. That'll give him time to figure out what he's really going to do with it. But I'll, I'll give him some time because I think that uh, his, his, uh, his representative said to me that He's looking to try and get some money so that he can upgrade the buildings that that he has that fronts um, Sahara that he currently has tenants in, and he's looking to try and upgrade, try and improve that corner lot. So I think four years will give him a chance. One year won't. Two years, I don't think will. And I think four years is a reasonable is a reasonable amount of time. That being said, I'm going to move to approve UC 23-0918 with the conditions of horizontal siding or withdrawing waivers 
one and two without prejudice and having horizontal siding on the building trim around windows, base and roof line and the awning uh, to match the color palettes. And I want, the, I want this to kind of like pop out, you know, so that it's not all blended one color. I want to see a different trim and, and painting and also add a four-year review as a public hearing. Very good, we have a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Frazier, yes. And the motion passes. Thank you so much, commissioners. Have a good evening. Thank you, have a nice evening. This is final action on this appeal. Next item is number 35, UC 2309 Use permits for the following. One, wave paving, and two, wave screening. Waivers of development standard for the following. Number one, eliminate street landscaping and buffer. And two, eliminate trash enclosure for outside storage in conjunction with an existing office warehouse on 1.7 acres in an M1 light manufacturing zone. Generally located on the east side of Arville Street and the north side of Hacienda Avenue within Paradise. Paradise Town Board recommended approval of use permit number one and waiver number two and recommended denial of use permit number two and waiver, of, uh, waiver number one. We received two cards in opposition. Good evening. Please give us your name and address for the record. Sure. Jared LeBeau with LeBeau Design, 8607 West Sahara Avenue. On behalf of the applicant, H.A. Arville, LLC, um, we're here respectfully requesting the waivers that were just discussed as well as, well, waiver development standards and um, request for use permits. Do you want me to go through the four requests that we're asking for? If you'd like to, feel free. Sure. So four requests. Um, the request for use permit, reduce setback for an accessory structure, which is for the fence at the front of the property. Uh, the reason being that we're asking to have the fence at the zero property line instead of 10 feet back. Basically, as a barrier access to the property, it just makes sense for the use that we have. Um, we can discuss that more in depth. I'll kind of go through these gently. Um, we have a request for use permit and a waiver to eliminate site paving and outdoor of an outdoor storage yard. Uh, again, the, the large reason for this is the, the site as it is is currently really a vacant site that we're using for outdoor storage with Connex boxes that have been used in this position for uh, roughly 16 years since the applicant acquired the property. Um, we're also in compliance with Clark County Department of Air Quality. They've completed a full inspection of the site. They've issued a notice of compliance as recently as July of last year. So they have no issues with that. They did note that we're not meeting with the requirements of having a paved site, but beyond that, they have no issue with the air quality that's being produced as a result of not having paving on the site. For those reasons, we're requesting that the paving be waived and that we can continue to use the, uh, the site for an outdoor storage yard. I'd like to remind you, if it wasn't an outdoor storage, it would just simply be a vacant dirt lot. So there's, there's no change uh, in what it would be as far as having paving. Uh, it's not a heavy use site. It's, generally used for light storage for the electrical subcontractor uh, to use as their outside storage for their business. So that's the reason for that waiver. Um, we are also asking a request of waiver development standards for landscaping and a decorative wall. Uh, six foot landscape strip with wall is being requested a non-decorative fence where a decorative fence wall is required. We're requesting a waiver of development standards to eliminate that request or that requirement 
uh, for the landscape strip along Arville. Uh, we feel that having landscape along Arville is from a matter of practicality, not really a sensible use. Uh, the neighbors don't have it on our site. Uh, it's something that in, in trying to have this a little bit nicer before, it's just been effectively vandalized, uh, graffiti and you know, the, the area generally because of the use is not really um, something that would require to have a landscape strip that would have to be serviced by irrigation or other means. Uh, for those reasons, respectfully asking for a waiver of those standards so that we can maintain uh, the same use that they've had for the last 16 years. They've, they've kept the site free of debris. They're very good neighbors to um, the other parcels that are adjacent to them and they otherwise have had no issues maintaining their property. Uh, the last request for waiver of development standards is for a trash enclosure. Uh, all development is to provide a trash enclosure per the uh, Title 30. However, again, we're using this for outside storage on this property. There's no trash or refuse being created. There's also currently no trash service being brought to the site as a result of not having trash being created. So uh, again, as a matter of practicality, it, it seems unnecessary and undue burden for the owner to have to put a trash enclosure on the site. Um, happy to answer questions and with that I yield my time. Very good. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing. Anybody that would like to uh, speak on item 35, uh, please come forward and do so. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing and turn this over to the board for questions or comments. Uh, Commissioner Fraser, we'll start with you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. I, I don't really have any, any um, questions. I would just um, kind of push back on the trash enclosure piece. I mean, it, it seems like we, we could um, at least get that part done, but I, but I can support the application um, as presented. Very good. Thank you, Commissioner Frazier. Commissioner Mojica, I see your light on. Yes, uh, before I make a comment, I'd have to um, ask legal. Um, the I just noticed that the applicant is one of the contractors that I represent in my professional life. Okay, I think you should abstain on this item then. Okay. Very good. Seeing no other lights, Commissioner Lee, I believe this is your district, so we'll turn this over to you. This is me. Okay, so I think the item looks fine. I do have a question. I want to make sure I, I state this correctly. I do agree with the staff and the town board about screening or mesh screening along the fence, and I do see that the property across the street on Hacienda also has that mesh screening, so I, I would also like to enforce that. So I just want to make sure with that said, I do, again, I'm going to recommend the mesh screening. Would that mean that I am denying use permit number two? I just want to make sure I do this correctly because the permit number two is eliminating the requirement uh, for the screening on that, on that wall. I don't know if that's to legal or to staff. That would be correct. Okay. So that, I don't have any questions, just would like to keep the project cohesive with the neighborhood and what it looks like around around the area. If I might, sure. so uh, completely understand your comment. The reason that they have gone to a mesh, uh, a mesh fence or mesh screen is because they previously had a non-mesh or an opaque fence and it would just get graffitied was the problem and they ran to this quite a few times over the years. Uh, their position is that, frankly, having a wall that invites the graffiti is more of a detriment to the community and the street. Um, 
than it is just to have it as a mesh fence that you can't apply graffiti to. And, and that's, from a practical standpoint, the reason for doing it. I understand that, and I, I don't find that to be a deterrent of why you should not have something. We have plenty of brick walls, concrete walls that are graffitied every day. My concern is if anyone is traveling along the street and at night, they're not paying attention. They think it's a street and they try to drive on the sidewalk. I, I really hope that wouldn't happen, but I'm also not saying that the mesh screening would deter them from not running onto the curb or running up into the, it looks like empty space that I see. Just trying to keep it consistent with what we see on the other side. I, I wasn't here when they made that condition along Hacienda for that other property. It looks like a lot of industrial equipment as well. So it's just trying to keep it consistent and, and maybe if that deters some accident from happening, that's that's my point of view. But I can understand, I don't, I don't know how to police that and, and stop that. Whether it's graffiti or someone running into it, I'm not sure, but I, I can see the safety reasons of why they would want that. So yeah, so that's my motion to approve this item, which is UC 230933, approving permits one, and then waivers one and two, and denying permit number two. Very good, we have a motion on the floor. Please cast your votes. Commissioner Frazier? Commissioner Frazier, yes. And that item passes. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank you. Appreciate your time. This is final action unless appealed. Next item is number 36, WS230626, amended holdover waiver of development standards for, uh, for reduced setbacks for an existing accessory building, storage building, previously notified as a shed, in conjunction with an existing single-family residence on 0.2 acres in an R1 single-family residential zone, generally located on the east side of Key Lime Street, approximately 200 feet north of Tangerine Rose Drive within Sunrise Manor. This item did not go to Sunrise Manor Town Board meeting and we received one card in opposition. Very good. Do we have an applicant for item number 36? If so, please come forward. Applicant for item 36? Seeing no applicant, this is Mine. Vice Chair Kolarski. You've got a lineup tonight, huh? Yeah. Um, I spoke with staff on this. Evidently, the applicant called town board uh, and was not able to. We just found out about it. If we can have her planner call her, and they, they can flat out tell her that if she doesn't show up at the next town board, the next time she comes here, I will motion for denial. Okay. Um, they, they can tell her that because she needs to show up. If she wants this shed bad enough, she's going to show up. And uh, I think that's uh, going to be my motion. Move to hold WS 23-0626, and this will be the last hold. Very good. We have a motion on the floor. If there's no discussion. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Frazier, yes. And just for clarification, that would be to March 5th, 2024. Thank you. I think she's on the agenda for the 28th at the town board, am I correct? She is on the agenda for, I believe it was February 1st, and she was a no-show. Sunrise Manor Town Advisory Board? 
Yeah, and then I thought I saw something written that said she was scheduled for the 28th. They held it till the 28th. 29, I think. Or 29th. Okay. Very good. Has everyone voted? And the motion passes. Next item. Next item is number 37, WS230804, waiver of the development standards to reduce setbacks in conjunction with an existing single family residence on uh, 0.2 acres in an R1 single family residential zone, generally located on the south side of Palma Vista Avenue, approximately 600 feet west of Eastern Avenue within Winchester. Winchester Tambor recommended approval and we received one card in support. Very good, if we have an applicant for this item, please come forward and uh, state your name and address for the record and go ahead and give us your presentation. Good evening, uh, Mr. Chairman, and commissioners. My name is Al Velasco, 2120 Ramrod Avenue. I'm here uh, tonight to help the, the owner on this case, which is uh, basically we are asking for reduction of setbacks for an existing uh, room addition. The actual setback at this moment is two feet six, and what is required by the code is five feet. Um, as it says in the letter of the applicant, she didn't build this structure. It was already built by a previous ownership. And we are here tonight to ask you, with all your respect, if you can approve this, uh, this waiver. Very good. Does that conclude your presentation? My name is, yes, my name is Genia Casano, um, C-A-S-D-A-N-O. I'm representing the owner. I'm the girlfriend. Very good. He's driving. He's a truck driver. That's why he's not here. He was, he was where, I'm sorry? Truck driver. Understood. He's a driver, yeah. That's Thank why he's not much. here. Okay. Yeah, he's probably by Miami right now, so <laughs> it's going to be hard to get here. Very good. Does that conclude your presentation? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing. If there's anybody that would like to speak on this item, uh, now would be the time to do so. Seeing no one, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing and turn this over to the board for questions. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, yes, sir. No, no questions, no comments. Very good. Seeing no one else, Commissioner Kolarski. The uh, only question I have is on the addition. Where does the water from the roof go? Does it flow to the front? Does it flow to the back? It goes to the side. Goes to the side. Does not go over to the neighbor's yard? No, no. Okay. And that being said, because this is done by previous ownership, and I know that that's hard, um, we have a lot of that. And this, you don't live far from me. Okay, so I, I know what, what this neighborhood looks like. That being said, I'm going to move to approve WS 23-0804 as submitted. Very good. We have a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Frazier, yes. And I'm also following town board's recommendation. Thank you for that. Huh? And the motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank good you. night. Have, have a great evening. Next item. This is final action on this appeal. Next item is number 38, WS230854, waiver of development standard to reduce parking 
for an approved congregate care facility on 1.8 acres in a CP office and professional AE60 and AE65 zone in the CMA design overlay district. Generally located on the north side of Post Road and east side of Jones Boulevard within Spring Valley. Spring Valley Town Board recommended approval. We received four cards in support and one card in opposition. Good evening. Please give us your name and address for the record and feel free to move forward with your presentation. Good evening, Chairman. Um, Clayton Nilsson, L.R. Nelson Consulting Engineer, 6765 West Russell Road, here on behalf of the applicant for this request. Uh, Stafford is, was one of their conditions of approval was to do a, a uh, parking analysis, which I just got that today. I brought it with me and it's willing to provide um, copies of that. But we're, the reason we're back here is this was approved a couple years ago and they're building it. And as they were going through their design review, they uh, had to move the generator out of the building, out into the parking lot because of noise levels and that. Um, this is uh, a 24-hour skilled nursing facility for indigent children, children that had traumatic brain injuries and that type of stuff. Um, and then also they had two exterior areas that they had to do that uh, the state health department required. So because of these, we had to take out four parking spaces and that's the reason we're here. It's a, a reduction of about six and a half percent below what's required, but we still fill it meets. And like I said, I brought copies of our parking analysis, willing to uh, submit those now, or if, if required, we can submit them later for public works to uh, review and accept. So that's my presentation. If you have any questions, I'd be glad to answer those. Very good, thank you for your presentation. Uh, we'll go ahead and open the public hearing. If there's anybody that would like to speak on uh, item number 38, uh, now would be the time to do so. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing and turn this over to questions from the board. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, we'll start with you. Any questions or comments? Uh, yes, sir. No, yeah, yes, sir, thank you. No, no questions, no comments. Very good. Uh, Commissioner Kolarski, or Vice Chair Kolarski. I'm sorry, I left it on. No, no questions. Very good. Seeing no one else, uh, Commissioner Lee, this is your district. Um, you have the floor. Thank you. I, there, I don't have any questions about this item. I can understand losing parking for an emergency generator. Also, a skilled nursing facility, I can't imagine that many people or children would need to park their cars. It's mostly for staff. So, yeah, I'm good to approve this item. WS230854. Very good. There's a motion on the floor. If there's no further discussion, please cast your votes. Commissioner Fraser, yes. And that motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Congratulations. Have a good evening. This is final action unless appealed. Item number 39 is WS230902, waiver of development standards to reduce the width of a pedestrian walkway in conjunction with a mixed-use development on a portion of a 12-acre site within a C2 commercial general zone in the CMA design overlay district, generally located on the west side of Buffalo Drive between Patrick Lane and Post Road within Spring Valley. Spring Valley Tambor recommended approval. We received one card in support and one card in opposition. Very good. Please give us your 
uh, name and address for the record. Good evening, Mr. Chair. Commissioner Zed Garcia, 9555 Hillwood Drive. Um, as stated, this is a waiver of development standards to allow for reduction of the width of a pedestrian walkway. The, uh, this is to allow for what's actually already constructed uh, EV charges, which are within the pedestrian walkway. Uh, this is at the Evora project over on Buffalo, uh, at 611 South Buffalo at Buffalo and Patrick. Um, as you can see, this is kind of just a general picture of the chargers. As I said, they're already in place, and this is the walkway. Uh, they take up about a foot of the walkway. Uh, the walkway is in internal to the project, still fully ADA compliant, and as you can see, there seems to be adequate uh, space for pedestrians to maneuver through there. Um, this, these were constructed as an amenity for the visitors and, and uh, residents there of the project. Uh, I will say that when it was constructed at the time, there wasn't necessarily a need to send those through to get prior approval. Subsequent to them putting them in, they went to get permit, uh, energize them, said, ah, oh, you gotta come in and get approval. At that time, they went to the county and uh, hence we're here. Um, I will also say, it's a little ironically, that now in the new development code, these are actually required where they weren't required under the original code. So hopefully that will, uh, that adequately explains what we're, the request is before you tonight and happy to answer any questions. Very good. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing. If there's anybody that would like to speak on this item, please come forward and do so now. Seeing no one, we will close the public hearing and turn this over to questions from the board. Commissioner Frazier, we'll go to you first. Y yes, really no questions. I, I can support the application. I just, I just want the applicant to restate one, what he said about when you originally went to put the work in, there was no requirement to go get approval. Is that, uh, did I hear that correctly? Yes, the, and staff will correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the original, a, the, the project's been approved for quite some time. They actually relocated the EV chargers um, to that location. And so there was never, of course, this is, again, I'm relying on the general contractor telling me that, that they were installed, everything was done uh, until it came time to energize them. There was a request that they go through the county and be submitted for uh, a design review at that time. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you that you were supposed to do that first, but I, I, can, I, can, I can support the application. Thank you, Commissioner Frazier. Commissioner Mojica. All right, I'm gonna echo what Commissioner Frazier just said, and that was actually going to be my question, is how can we avoid this from happening? I am all for EVs. They're needed, they're part of the code now and everything. How can we avoid from this happening that you put the horse out of the cart, so to speak? Certainly. Well, I think now when somebody went and pulled a permit, and again, not to you know dispute what uh, Commissioner Frazier is saying, but when they go in and pull a permit, then they would obviously, as it goes, it would go through zoning plan check, and somebody would say, "Hey, you need to get a permit before you go and pull permit and install these uh, items here." And my understanding was that at that time, um, that because it was an existing project when these were put in, but I think now that there's a system set up where you will go in for to pull a permit on some of these and it'll go through zoning plans check and they'll say no now you have a addition to this project EV chargers do have to be approved 
Okay. Is, is it at least through an administrative design review at minimum? Yeah. I mean, is it possible that they were not part of it and they just they just put them there and then they, I mean, was it done backwards? Is what it, that's, I just it, think it, it, again, to, I'm relying on the word of the general contractor at the time was we, we were installed and they were obviously installed and I can see them there. Um, but when they came to energize them, there was a question on the permitting. If you could go back to when you talk to the general contractor and just let them know that it was this, it was, <coughs> because I, my fear is I don't want you to go back and say, oh, it's approved, it's okay. No, yeah, they need no. to understand that this can't happen again and they need to allow that extra foot. So. And, and there are multiple phases to the these. There'll be more coming and so I've already notified them that you know, all these have to be proved prior to, and if there is an instance where they cannot be put uh, outside of the uh, pedestrian walkway, then they need to come and get prior approval. Thank you. Vice Chair Kolarski. I just wanted to say, Ed, it's good to see you in front good of this board see. again. It's been a long time. Good to see you, Commissioner. Seeing no one else, uh, Commissioner Lee, I believe this is your district. Yes, thank you. Uh, just to confirm, you said it's still considered ADA compliant? Correct. I don't have any concerns. They seem minor. Again, that's unfortunate about the history, but here we are. So happy to approve it as long as it's ADA compliant, which is very obviously important. Uh, I'd like to make a motion to approve WS230902. There's a motion on the floor. If there's no further discussion, please cast your vote. Commissioner Fraser, yes. And the motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Have Thank you, night. Mr. Garcia. Have a good night. This will be final action unless appealed. Next on your agenda are items 46, 47, and 48, which are companion items and can be heard together. Item 46, PA 23, 7052, plan amendment to redesignate the existing land use category from ranch estate neighborhood to business employment on 6.7 acres, generally located on the northwest corner of Mohawk Street and Post Road within Spring Valley. Background is described within your agenda. Staff has received two cards in support and received two cards and two letters of protest. The Spring Valley Town Advisory Board recommends approval. Staff recommends adopt and direct the chair to sign a resolution adopting the amendment. Item 47 ZC 230899 zone change reclassified 2.3 acres from an RE Real Estates Residential AE65 zone to an MD Design Manufacturing AE65 zone with waivers of development standards for the following. One, reduced parking and two, CMA design overlay site development, architectural screening and landscape standards with a design review for an office warehouse in the CMA design overlay district, generally located on the west side of Mohawk Street, 625 feet north of Post Road within Spring Valley. Background is described within your agenda. Staff has received one card in support and one card in protest. The Spring Valley Town Advisory Board recommends approval. Staff recommends approval of the zone change and denial of the waiver development standards and design review. Item 48, VS 230901, vacate and abandon easements of interest to Clark County located between Patrick Lane and Post Road and between Lindell Road and Mohawk Street in the portion of right of way being Mohawk Street located between Patrick Lane and Post Road within Spring Valley. Background is described within your agenda. Staff has received one card in support and one card in protest. The Spring Valley Town Advisory Board recommends approval and staff recommends approval of the vacation. Thank you very much. I need to just make a quick disclosure um, to the DA. Uh, Mr. Black, the applicant, was a former partner of mine. It's been eight, ten years um, since we've 
had any business dealings together, just need to verify if I'm okay to vote for this or need to abstain. Yes, you're okay to vote on this. Very good, thank you. Good evening, please give us uh, your name and address for the record. Good evening, Samantha Ryan, Storm Development Services, 9811 West Charleston Boulevard, Suite 2. No, okay, I'm not sure, is the mic on there or we're having a little bit of a hard time hearing you? No, you can lean. Is that better? That's much yeah, better, thank I'll you. Just lean. Samantha Ryan, Storm Development Services, 9811 West Charleston Boulevard, Suite 2. Okay, we have a lot to cover. Um, I'll go through the MPA first and then zone change design review and then the vacation. I'll try not to jump around unless it's necessary. So the, the MPA is for seven separate parcels. Um, they're all, you can see them located on the west side of Mohawk Street. This is just south of Patrick Avenue. Originally, to give you some background on this, um, we met with the county on just the northernmost parcel in the application with the desire to do a zone change design review for roughly 34,000 square foot building, very similar to the one that's currently being built across the street, across Mohawk to the east. And the feedback was, hey, we recognize that this entire street is a bit of a, of a messy zoning situation. We have warehouse on one side of the street and we have residential properties on the other. We know it needs to be cleaned up. We don't necessarily like to do spot zoning. So can you go back and see if you can talk to your neighbors and figure out what we can do to clean this up at, all at once? So we did that. Um, this is probably a better visual. So there are two parcels just south of the one we're pursuing the zone change on. These are vacant. How about now? Very good. <laughs> Thank you. And then at the very south end of the street, we actually have an existing four-lot cul-de-sac. A um, couple of those neighbors are here tonight. We have the neighbor that owns these pieces, and then Randy owns this piece. So we started talking with them, and they had been aware that this had been recently approved. Um, that was a non-conforming zone change from residential to MD. I believe it happened in 2023. And then just recently, this larger one here, um, which was a former Department of Aviation auction piece, that one is now approved for, I believe, 66,000 square feet of warehouse. So the conversation with the neighbors here is, hey, do you wanna get on board and potentially change the underlying use of your properties? So that later, if you want to get rid of them, divest, you're not stuck in a situation where you're trying to sell custom homes across the street from a bunch of built existing operating warehouses. Um, everybody agreed that was a good idea. So we all joined and did one application. Um, it doesn't mean that these folks have to change anything about the way that they're living now. They can stay in their homes. It just gives them some more options when it's time, if it's time for them to offload them that, hey, maybe there are some other uses that people could then pursue in those houses that would help them retain some of the value that they've put in, okay? So you can see that our border on the west side of most of these properties is actually a, a large public use um, piece that was formerly owned by the Department of Aviation. Um, so we know that that's deed restricted and it can't ever be residential properties. Because of that, it creates a really nice buffer between all of the residential that's further west. Um, for that reason, we feel like we're not transitioning too much residential. Um, we're actually kind of helping these properties not be kind of stuck on an island, if you will. Again, this is the, this is the zone change property that we'll cover next um, and the design review. What we're pursuing, this property just broke ground last month 
Um, and again, this is now fully approved, I believe, to be warehouse. I'm not sure of the time frame of that one. Okay, and getting into the zone change. Um, this is our two and a half acre piece. We're pursuing um, a zone change after the, the plan amendment goes into effect and these properties are all effectively business employment rather than ranch estates neighborhood. It will then be a conforming zone change to change that from RE to MD. The purpose is to build, uh, this is actually not a spec building. Um, we're in contract to sell this to Jeff Bouts. He owns Able Electric. A mid-size electrical contractor in town. This is a building that's going to be his new home. He's growing out of his existing building that he owns and his company is still growing. So this is going to be his next place to work out of. So in total, um, the warehouse and office space will be just over 38,000 square feet. Um, right now, we actually have this devised, devised into two tenant spaces. Um, I don't have that paper. Um, Jeff will occupy from the beginning the larger portion, I believe 19,000 square feet. Um, the other part of the building will probably be leased to another company in the short term, and potentially he can grow into that over the long term. We've met all of the throat depths. We didn't need any of those waivers. I recognize we have quite a few waivers listed on the design review, so I'll get into those a little bit more. Um, but we do have the detached sidewalk that was requested. We don't need any waivers for throat depth. And then here's some elevations of the future building. Um, the design intent, because this is gonna be hopefully a long-term home for his company, We've gone above and beyond with some of the design elements for the building. There's a lot of added decorative features. We've got the concrete rib columns. We've got a really nice weathered steel court and panel that basically runs all along the south-facing exterior and the um, east-facing portion of the building. And some really nice tented storefront, storefront glazing as well. Back of the building has a couple of dock doors and a couple of grade level loading doors. Um, I know one of the concerns was screening. We do have a, a large screening element. There's another view further that shows it better, but we do have some screening so that these trucks um, aren't necessarily visible from, from the right of way. That's the last elevation. And now I will get into our waivers. All right, so the first waiver is parking. Um, we're asking uh, for a parking reduction of 10 spaces. We're providing 49 where 59 is provided um, or is required. Under the new parking code, we would actually meet the parking requirements. Um, we're being assessed under old code because we got in last year. Um, so that's important to know under new code, we do meet parking requirements and wouldn't necessarily need a waiver. The rest of the waivers are um, related to the CMA design standards. So I'll go through those one by one. Um, the first one is, is really important. We have a very specific reason why we laid the building out the way that it is laid out. So if you see here, rather than the truck docks facing what would be considered the rear of the lot, which would be the west side, we have those facing north. Um, that was done for a couple of reasons. We're, we're mirroring the building across the street, which also has that condition. Um, in talking with these folks and getting to know them a little bit better, we all know that one of their main concerns is truck traffic and noise. 
Um, we don't want to encourage trucks to be circulating down Mohawk if we can avoid it, just so it doesn't create noise for them, dust, added traffic, et cetera. So by keeping the truck docks on the north side, we feel like that'll help increase the likelihood that traffic will just discharge to Patrick. Um, we're perfectly willing to put up signs that say, hey, trucks can only exit left and go up to Patrick. I think that was a condition on um, the approval of this site. We haven't seen it come up in any of our staff reports, but just so you guys know, we're perfectly happy to do that as well. So that's the reasoning those are facing that direction. I'm gonna skip 2B and I'll come back to that last. So 2C, um, this is the screening. So the concern is that, hey, if we do have these trucks over here, how do you block them from public view? They're not necessarily something that everybody wants to look at. So I have some renderings in here that show our screening element a little bit better. Sorry, I have so many, so many visuals. Okay, there we go. So we have this large court and steel panel that runs all along the building. Um, there's a little bit of extra concrete panel in here to help and then we've added this metal screening element to block the view of those truck docks um, if you're in the public right away. I guess if you're standing on this side, like technically you could still see in, but if you're standing facing, we believe that it's, it's blocked from view. Now that was a big issue with the waivers. Next one is the landscaping. So with our uh, plan amendment, the only residential property that we still border is the property to the north. Um, we actually would have included that in the MPA if we could have, that owner has never been responsive to us or to the county. Um, that being said, they have acknowledged that because that northern parcel fronts on Patrick, which is a collector street, it's pretty unlikely that, that that will ever get developed as residential, right? So now we have a condition where on the north side, by code, we would be required to put an intense landscaping buffer. We're actually volunteering to do a CMU border wall around the property that's eight feet high rather than six feet high. So higher than standard, partially for security, also partially to help block noise and just not create anything unsightly in this neighborhood where we know there's existing residential. Uh, so because of that, we said, hey, can we avoid the intense landscaping buffer on the north side, and instead we're adding additional landscaping along our street front on Mohawk. So where it's required to be five feet of landscaping, five feet of sidewalk, five feet of landscaping, we're doing five, five, and 10, so that we can have an additional run of extra trees and bushes to make up for that. Okay, now the very last waiver, um, and this came up, but we had a long discussion on this at town board. Um, there's, there's some enhanced design criteria in the CMA design overlay. And one of the things that they suggest are roof cornices, right? Which is just an element at the top of the building so that you're not creating some flat, plain concrete box. Um, we fully understand the intent of the standard. However, we feel that we're providing some other elements that aren't necessarily all the way at the top of the roof that accomplish the same intent. Um, we have this port and panel that is extruded that runs along. It's a bit of a canopy at the front. Then it's um, it's still extended, but it's running not as with not much depth on the side. 
but we do have pop-outs of aluminum um, on the glazing. We have a lot of things that have been added to this building. Obviously, those things come at a cost. Um, Jeff is happy to do them. Again, this building is gonna be his home. He wants it to look really nice. So we're asking for a waiver to, hey, maybe can we not do the cornice because we're doing all of these other things that you wouldn't normally see put into an industrial and office building. We do have an example um, of what it could look like if a cornice was mandated. Um, so we've added a cornice here and we've taken off some of those other decorative elements that we're providing. It's, you know, obviously it's subjective to the eye, but we feel like the original building is beautiful and it kind of exceeds that standard of CMA. So we would really prefer to stick with it if we can. Other than that, um, our last item is the vacation of the patent easements. Pretty much straightforward, just so we can build, and then we had to dedicate an additional five feet to get to the back of sidewalk because we have a detached sidewalk condition. Does that conclude your presentation? Yes. Thank you very much. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing. If there's anybody that would like to speak on this item, uh, please come forward, give us your name and address for the record, and. Uh, Feel free to fire away with your comments. Good evening. My name is Gary Pratt. I live at 6285 South Mohawk. As of December, I've been there 25 years. I built the house. It's one of the houses in this four-home cul-de-sac right here in the back still. So Which house is it? Can you just point to it? As you enter cul-de-sac, it'd be the back one on the left, sir. Very good, thank the you. The opposite of the swimming pool when I actually back up to post. I've been watching the neighborhood for 25 years. I've been very concerned about development all around me and stuff. <clears throat> I'm quite familiar with development. I was your chief public works inspector for 30 years. So I'm a little familiar with development. And what concerned me greatly was, of course, I always, without checking, honestly, like I should have, I didn't realize that some of this was zoned one way and some of it was zoned the other, and behind us was Future Park possibly, and I've also heard possibly bus parking back there too. We've been told two possible items on it, park or bus parking. Gentleman right out my cul-de-sac across the street whose name is Peter has showed that property right there about four or five months ago to some gentlemen looking for a church site. I walked over and introduced myself and that's what's going on, and they told me what they were walking around doing right out my front doorstep. Then I find out I've seen the artist's remedy, 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 yeah, anyway, the artist's conception of this warehouse complex right above it here to the north that Mr. Peterson's gonna build. I've seen that one. And then they're presently under construction of the one that's next to him to the north. It's under construction right now if you go out there. And that's the items that are on the east side of Mohawk, which is already zoned for them and everything on that. I'm here basically for item 46, but, but support 47 and 48. And the reason I'm here for item 46 is the four of us homeowners talked it over and we're basically an island right there. And we're starting to be surrounded in this little item and right there. I'm hoping to protect the value and the equity in my house for my children, for the future and stuff like that. I think if I went to try to sell it as a residential after these things have all been constructed and stuff like that, I don't think that would be a big selling item for anybody that would pull in there and look at my residential house. That's the reason I'm supporting item 46 and I've signed on with these gentlemen. 
I've met the gentleman that's building the electrical company down there that, who chooses to do so if he gets it on. I've been in the construction business for years and I find him to be a very upstraight standing foreman. I really feel that he'd be a good neighbor, hopefully, and if I have an electrical problem, I got a close electrician too. But anyway, the, I support everything going up and down, but my big concern, of course, is changing the zoning on R4 homes and stuff right there. Presently, you can see where my finger is right here next to Mohawk. That's a very, very big shop area that a gentleman uses to. That's okay, the time's up, but, but feel free to go ahead and just try to wrap it up in it shortly. Okay, I'll move on. He uses that illegally right now to repair cars. This lady here is vacant in this house and she uses it for short-term rentals and stuff like that. I have a freestanding building in the back with a game room that I could turn into an office complex, but I don't want to do anything illegally. I worked for the county 30 years and enforced the standards in the county, so I don't want to do anything illegally. That's why we have chose to sign on and hopefully go forward with this too, and we support it. All four of us have written letters to support it. Thank you for your time. Very good. Do we have letters from the other three neighbors? Oh, absolutely. Do we know? Absolutely. Has those been submitted or? Okay, very good. Thank you for your, uh, your service at the county and congratulations on your retirement. Great place. Stick with it. Hers is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, anyone else from the public like to come forward and speak on this item? Seeing no one, we'll go ahead and close the public comment period. Turn it over to questions from the board. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, no real questions. I just, uh, this is for the district attorney. You know, being in the industry company I work for and Able Electric, um, sometimes work on the same project, but, I, but, but, but the company I work for has no interest in this particular application. Can I still vote on it? Yes, you can vote on this. Okay, and then the second thing is, I think um, the applicant did a very good job of explaining the reasons for all of the different requests for waivers, and the project looks to be very, very well thought out and done, and I can support the application. Thank you. Very good, thank you, Commissioner Frazier. I, I just have a couple quick questions, and these may be for, um, for staff here. The future public use there, you know, they had mentioned a, um, a potential park or even a you know, bus parking. Um, do we have any clarifica clarification on what that's intended to be? Uh, no, Mr. Chairman, we do not have any clarification as to what the intended use for the future public use in the Northwest is. And what would be the process for that to be, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that goes to BCC, or what, what's the process to figure out what, what goes there in the future? A design review is a public hearing would come before either the planning commission or the board regarding the type of uh, use that will uh, appear on that subject property. Very good. And there, did I hear that there were deed restrictions on that site? Are there any on the site of the applicant, applicant here? No current deed restrictions on that? Okay, very good. Uh, any other questions from uh, board members? Oh, Vice Chair Kolarski. I, I just have a comment, okay? You talked about subjective. I, I think, let me backtrack a little bit. I wanna thank you for working with your neighbors, for explaining the process to them so that they all knew what the pros and the cons were to doing the plan amendment. So I, I uh, just wanna say thank you very much. 
and I'm glad that you're, uh, you were a part of the process. Okay, secondly, I just want to say subjectively, I would do without the cornices. I like that first rendering, but much better design-wise than I did the second. And that's just subjective. <laughs> we heard the same feedback at Town Board. Everybody seemed to like the original design over anything added. Is that it? Very good. And one last one. This, I believe this dead ends at uh, Post and Mohawk Public yes. Works. Is that intended to go through at some point, or what's? Thank you, but let me get an answer from staff on that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I can't repeat it just like him. Um, there is a channel to the south, so Mohawk won't be going any farther south, and Post won't be going any farther okay, east. Okay, very good. I know when we approved the project across the street, one of the conditions I, I believe that we placed on it was that they put signage not to be going back into that residential area that we didn't want any truck traffic going back through there, but that kind of solves the issue, I think, so. Correct. Okay, thank you very much. And Commissioner Lee, I believe this is your district, so we'll turn it over to you. Thank you. So I wanna say thank you to the applicant, Mr. Black, for reaching out to me before this item appeared in front of this commission. I did my due diligence on, and I understand the very long history associated with this, so. I, I also do want to extend my, my compliments to following the recommendations to work with the neighbors and getting their buy-in on the planned amendment. And also bringing some examples of the, my concerns, which were the screening. So thank you very much for presenting the screening because that did come up in multiple conversations. I also had concerns about the traffic, the truck traffic going south on Mohawk and then post. So also thank you for that clarification on that. Again, there is a long history, I understand, from this, uh, all the way from the commission. So with that, I don't have any other questions. I understand I need to take this in two motions, one being that it is a planned amendment. Okay, so that's my first motion is to approve number 46, which is PA2370052. Very good. There's a motion on the floor. If there's no further discussion, please cast your vote on item 46. Commissioner Fraser, yes. Very good, that item passes unanimously. Next item. Thank you, and my second motion is to approve items 47 and 48, which are ZC330899 and also VS330901. Very good, there's a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Commissioner Fraser, yes. And the item passes unanimously. Thank you and have a good evening. Thank you. These items will be forwarded to the Board of County Commissioners meeting for final action on March 20th, 2024 at nine o'clock a.m. unless otherwise announced. Next on your agenda are items 53 and 54, which are companion items that can be heard together. Item 53, PA 23, 7055, plan amendment to redesignate the existing land use care category from corridor mixed use CM to entertainment mixed use EM on 2.8 acres, generally located 145 feet south of Charleston Boulevard and 300 feet east of Lamb Boulevard within Sunrise Manor. Background is described within your agenda. Staff has received one card in support and received one card in protest. Sunrise Manor Town Advisory Board 
recommends denial. Staff recommends denial. Item 54, zone change 230931, zone change to reclassify 2.8 acres from a C2 general commercial zone to an R5 apartment residential zone with waiver development standards for reduced parking. Design reviews for the following. One, alternative parking lot landscaping. Two, a restaurant. And three, a multiple family residential development on 3.2 acres, generally located on the south side of Charleston Boulevard, approximately 300 feet east of Lamb Boulevard within Sunrise Manor. Background is described within your agenda. Sunrise Manor Town Advisory Board recommends approval of waiver development standards number 1A and design reviews number 1 and 2. Denial of the zone change waiver development standards number 1B and design review number 3. Staff recommends approval of the waiver development standards number 1A and design reviews number 1 and number 2. Denial of the zone change waiver development standards number 1B and design review number 3. Good evening. Please give us your name and address for the record. Good evening. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, my name is Peyman Masachi, uh, address 74 Hunt Valley Trail, Henderson, Nevada, 89052. Um, so as um, uh, they mentioned here, uh, the staff, uh, we're asking, um, we have a 2.88 acres here and 0.4 acres of commercial here. It's currently um, the master plan uh, the land use, uh, land use is for uh, mixed use um, on both properties. Uh, we're asking uh, for a land use to be amendment, ad amended to uh, entertainment mixed use that, uh, and zone change of two um, from C2 to R5 uh, for 140 unit apartments. And uh, the smaller piece, which is located here, um, that's also, uh, it's C2, so we're keeping it the same way for uh, a drive-through with no dining. And, uh, that's Does that complete it. your presentation? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. We'll go ahead and open the public comment period. Anybody would like to speak on this item, please come on down and do so now. Just give us your name and address for the record, if you would, please. Here or? As long as you're talking into a microphone, we can hear you, whatever okay. you prefer. Um, I have two addresses in this area. Um, I don't know if you want both of them. 4503, 4511 Parkview Drive, but I'm here representing three of those addresses. Uh, also 4506 Parkview Drive. Um, unfortunately, as you can see, did we get your name? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, David Myers. Thank -E you very much, David. Um, my neighbors could not attend, so I, that's why I'm kind of here representing them. I'm not really sure. This is my first time doing anything like this, so I'm not sure how this works or how to represent, best represent them. Um, as far as uh, the notice is concerned, I don't know how many of these you got sent in. I know I spoke to two of my neighbors, and they some of these didn't even get sent out or they didn't even get notified about this. Um, further on that, as far as the town board meetings are concerned as well, same issue. Um, so the reason that we don't want, again, just speaking for the, the neighbors that I've spoken to, that all we're looking for is not having the multi-level housing. 
in that area. That's the thing that we're opposed to. This particular intersection here at Charleston and Lamb is already a high traffic intersection. There's already a huge, in, a huge problem with accidents in that area. The second part that we have to worry about is crime. If we put more people in that area, the area, I don't know if you can see the, this is the neighborhood that I'm speaking, this is the neighborhood I'm speaking about right here that we all live in. There's a park that you can't see just south of this. We already have a huge problem with crime in this particular area. If we start introducing more residents and more traffic to that area, we're worried about more crime in that area. The other problem is this area here is currently desert. We also have a very large issue with homeless people in that area. In my neighborhood specifically, I have called in naked homeless people running down my street. The police are already aware of this being a problem. I'm worried about pushing all of that further into our neighborhood. Does that conclude your comments? The, uh, the only other thing that I would have is a question for you guys, again, because I don't know how this works. Is this the final stage? Is this the only opportunity that we have to fight this? Is this final action or does this go to the board? Uh, Mr. Chairman, this will go to the board on March 20th, 2024, unless otherwise announced. Does that clarify this for you? So it goes to the Board of County Commission March 20th, did you say 9 a.m.? That's correct, Mr. Chairman, in, in these chambers. In these chambers. Correct, yes. Yeah. So we'll be a, a recommending vote, and then it moves to Board of County Commission will be the final action on that. Is it possible for me to get a some sort of petition going to bring that in? Well, why don't we see where the vote goes first okay, and then kind of sure. take like it from said, there. I don't so. know how this works. I'm sorry. Yeah, what, what's going to happen next is we'll end the public comment period if no one else wants to speak. We'll turn it over to questions from the board that the applicant can then answer and then uh, we'll, we'll take a vote from there. So we'll keep you notified as we move through the process. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate your comments. Anyone see anyone else from the public like to speak on this? Seeing no one, we'll close the public comment period and uh, we'll turn this over to the board for questions. Uh, Commissioner Frazier, any questions or comments? No questions or comments. Very good. Uh, seeing no one else, Commissioner Kolarski, we'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Chair. Um, and thanks for meeting with me. Yes, we, we've had you. we've had a, a good long conversation. I fought to get that elementary school Snyder built when I volunteered for the school district a long time ago. I was there when they broke ground, and I was there when they did when when they opened it up. So I'm very familiar with your neighborhood. My husband is a veteran. He goes to that VA clinic that is just to the east of that. There's no vacant. His property is vacant. The property behind the Panda Express is vacant. I know that. Okay, you don't really have much more vacant land there. I'm okay with the drive-through, but it's going to be a drive-through only because you have reduced parking, and there's not enough if you're going to have, what you call it. I'm okay with reducing the number of, of parking spaces. I'm okay with the uh, landscaping because you provided more than 
I am not okay, and I told you this, with the 139 unit. That is five stories, commissioners. That is five stories is what he wants. That whole neighborhood, I'm sorry, four stories. That whole neighborhood that where he's talking about, Mr. Myers is talking about where he lives, is all one story, with the exception of one home that backs up to your property that is a two-story. But that whole development there is all single-story homes. The nearest three-story home is two and a half, probably about two and a half to three miles, off of Nellis in Wyoming. That is a senior-only apartment complex. So that one is very, very far away. We have apartment complexes. I don't have problems with the apartment complex. What I have problems with is the density and the height. You are over three times the height of what is common in that area. So I cannot support that. I can support going to R5 but capping you at, uh, at three, three stories. Um, and how you work that out, I don't know, but uh, I would cap you at three stories. That is giving you more in height than what is normally, uh, what is normal in that, in that uh, neighborhood. And I'm talking a couple miles, either way, north, south, east, and west. So, my motion would be, do I have any questions or any concerns based on my comments from my fellow commissioners? Otherwise, I'll make a motion. I'm sorry? Yes. Thank you, Commissioner Kirk. So, with that said, I am going to move to approve Yeah, because it's anything over over uh, 18, has, it has to be CM or yes, or EM. Am I correct on that? The uh, entertainment mixed use land use category is the appropriate one for the applicant to uh, select and apply for, uh, Madam Vice Chairman, and the R5 zoning district would allow up to a maximum of 50 dwelling units per gross acre. Okay, so I can I can approve or move to go to the EM and then I'm also allowed to cap on the zoning or the so, R5 if I, if I choose to do that. You are correct, Madam Vice Chairman, you can move to approve the plan amendment to entertainment mixed use and you can recommend a condition if you have a specific number of dwelling units that uh, you want to cap the applicant to. Okay. So I'm gonna move to approve PA. I just wanna make sure because I saw that EM and CM, they had dwelling units in, in our little cheat sheet. And I wanna make sure that I'm falling within within the purview of that. Hey, Commissioner Kolarski, <clears throat> the condition on capping the units would come at the time of the zone change application, not the plan amendment. I understand that, but I was, we, Jennifer was so kind a while back to give us a cheat sheet, and it had EM and CM, and I think one of them said, 
less than 18 dwelling units per acre. And the other said more than. So where I'm thinking about capping is going to be in the EM category, I think. Okay. If you're going to have over 18 units per acre, then it'll okay, be Okay, and I will. So I'm going to move to approve PA 23-70055 to EM. Very good. There's a motion on the floor. Please cast your vote. Can I ask you a question? Oh, but we haven't got to the zone change yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, I'm sorry. Commissioner Frazier, yes. Motion passes unanimously. Next motion. And before I make this motion, I just want to let Mr. Myers know, if you'll meet with me after the meeting, we'll talk and I can tell you what your next process is, okay? I am going to move to approve ZZ23-0931 We have R4 still? The R4 zoning district, Madam Vice Chairman, would allow up to 25 dwelling units per gross acre. Okay, so I can't do that. Okay, I'm gonna move to approve ZZ 23-0931, zone change to R5. I'm going to approve waivers 1A, One B because this will also meet this also meets the the new required parking spaces. Design review. One, design review. Two, deny. Design review. Three. and cap the zone change to 100, no more than 120 units per this project. Very good, we have a motion on the floor. There's no I, I, further discussion. I have a question. You say Kirk. 120 units, but you want it to be only three stories. Did you, did I hear a limitation on the number of stories? Did you include that in your motion? Because you no, said you I didn't, didn't want you didn't want four stories. Yes, you're right. I don't. So yeah. no, and no, I did not. And I, and I appreciate your your catching that for me. And also cap it at three stories. Very good. There's a motion on the floor. Please cast your votes. Commissioner Fraser, yes. And the motion passes unanimously. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Have, Have a good, good night. evening. Next item. Is that uh, it? Are we public comment now? These items will be forwarded to the Board of County Commissioners meeting for final action on March 20th, 2024 at 9 o'clock a.m. unless otherwise announced. Next on your agenda are public comments. Very good. Um, this will be our second public comment period. If anybody would like to address the board, now would be the time to do so. Seeing no one, we will adjourn the meeting.